Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come and take a look at the snow. Bright white as far as your eyesight goes. Come and take a look at the fields of snow. I'll just get my coat, then we're good to go. Come and take a look at the lake. Let's have a quick skate before it gets late. Come and take a look at the frozen lake. Put your clothes on, mate. Don't make that mistake. Greetings, holiday shoppers. There are now just 334 shopping days left until Christmas, and you know what that means. That means it's time for another episode of Christmas Creeps, your holiday podcast for Christmas movies all year round. Hi, my name is Joseph Wade. I am your host for this podcast. Here with me tonight are my co-hosts, Johnny Five, the human robot. Uh, Against my better judgment and everything, I am here. And uh, Mr. Bradford is back with us again. Ugh, so late. I Joe woke me up. I'm here in my sleeping cap and my jammies. And what the fuck ever, wee Willy this... Winky? <laughs> he made me watch this awful short. And I woke now Brad, I woke Brad up from his long winter's nap to watch a stupid cartoon. And you know, you guys, you guys can stop whenever you want. Really, <laughs> you don't have to keep taking my direction on this shit. Um. But uh, Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first episode for 2017, um, and I hope your winter breaks have all been pleasant and uh, long enough, I guess. Mine certainly was, and I'm ready to get back into the podcast game and get recording, get watching some new uh, Christmas holiday garbage this year, and uh, I, think we, I think we picked a winner to start out with, so... The- <laughs> But we be- sure did. But before we get into the movie, I, d- I did have one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, I was driving around uh, through my town the other day, the other night, and I noticed that this church had sent somebody out in a pickup truck to start taking down all of their their Christmas decorations. They're like like a nativity sort of display. They were picking it up mm-hmm. and pulling it off the lawn, and I was sitting there at the stoplight watching this, and I realized like there's there's nothing that ruins the magic of Christmas than watching an adult <laughs> literally dismantle Christmas. Uh, yeah. And even as like a, a, a 30 year old man, this, this notion that like, uh, you know, the Christmas magic is dead, just washed over me. <laughs> and this is the middle of January, no less. It's like taking your Christmas tree down. Ours stopped drinking, uh, early this year. And so we had to throw it out like two days after, after New Year's, ooh, J- Johnny, are you, are you okay? You're yeah. making noises I'm like fine. you're you you're, you sound like you're playing in a gravel pit. Yeah, you're like shaking a rain stick. Oh man, I wish I was doing both those things right now. Instead, I'm having recovered from watching the fucking Cosmic Christmas, which <laughs> I don't even know what the <laughs> hell is going on anymore in my life or it. Yeah, I, I've lost control of it. That that's all it is. 1977's A Cosmic Christmas. Uh, yeah. Earth date, December 24th. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not aware of uh, a, cross- a Cosmic Christmas, it was produced in 1977 by a- an animation studio called Nelvana. And if you're familiar with Nelvana at all, you might be familiar with them from the Boba Fett segment from the Star Wars Christmas special that they animated uh, the year after this. But this was their very first attempt at a Christmas special. And the entire thing is on YouTube. You can go and watch it. We'll put a link in the show notes. But um, I, I just want to add in, like, if you are familiar with them, like, you hear that name, and you're like, oh, from the Star Wars Christmas special. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, you're either one of us, or um, you are uh, more hopeless than any of it. No, I don't want to say that. That's 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 too mean. But uh, yeah, something has happened in your life where you know what Nelvana and <laughs> and the Star Wars holiday special and a Cosmic Christmas is. Um, but in in doing research for this episode, uh, apparently this is a, a well regarded Christmas special in Canada because that's where it first aired in Canada, and it won it, it won some awards apparently. It is it is a Canadian studio, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. So uh, that would explain that. Yes, and it's kind of Canadian. In a lot of regards, uh, not not just having milk in a bag, but we'll get into that. <laughs> right. But you know what? Like I, I said just a minute ago that this was an award-winning short, and I know I have read that, but now I'm looking around online, and I cannot find any evidence that it has won any awards. <laughs> so I may have to retract that statement. Uh, I mean, that's well, a pretty we're in, we're in... statement to begin with, because, I mean, 
Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo is, one, is an award-winning movie. It's just what you want to call an award. A Razzie. Yeah, exactly. Well, we live in a we we live in a, a post fact society now, so we can just say, uh, yeah, it, it won some awards, and the award is Brad's worst Christmas cartoon short that he's watched in 2017 so far. Award. Hey, see, look, it's real news. Look right. The it system. The, the system, system works. works. Oh, so goodness. anyway, guys, uh, who wants to kick us off with uh, to to describe the madness within? Oh man, the one, two, three, is... not it. Oh, uh, Joe. All right, here I go. Here I go again, guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> a cosmic Christmas opens with a young boy named Peter and his p- inexplicable pet goose named Lucy. Uh, <laughs> Wandering through the shops at Christmas time in their town, and everybody is all is seemingly angry and exasperated at the Christmas experience. They're in the shops and they're they're buying their gifts, and they're and everybody just wants to get oh get it over with and done with. And and Peter looks on with this kind of like uh, depressed look on his face, like oh nobody appreciates the spirit of Christmas the way a child does. Um. And he bumps into, you know, some some street punks who they make fun of Peter and then they beat up his goose. Yeah, it's like the he, he, Peter doesn't fight. The goose fights the Marvin and, and the gang. They don't really beat the goose up. They more like get into a four on one standstill well, fight with the goose. The goose holds her well, own. They, yeah, the goose does hold its own and, and they jump into a cloud, to, the cartoon cloud together. Uh, it, and they do the thing where, like, the, the goose, like, the one character pops their head up out of the cartoon cloud fight to look around and see what's going on, and then someone grabs the goose by the neck and pulls it back into the fight. Yes. <laughs> but then the goose um, gets away, and but you want to remember the street punks and Marvin in particular, because they will play a crucial role later in the in the proceedings. And for those of you that don't have a visual on this, for whatever reason, you're protecting yourself... Uh, for the animation style picture, uh, 70s, so very Schoolhouse Rock-esque, a lot of hatching for shading. Uh, yeah. uh, shoes don't exist, it's just extended like booty feet, like everybody looks like they're wearing booties, uh, And it, but it's third rate. Like if, if that uh that keep on trucking cart, you know, comic image was a was a Christmas short, this would be it. Yes. <laughs> and I just want to point out about... I would say maybe forty percent of the actions of any sort in the in the not dialogue, but any sort of action, any sort of movement that would make a noise, forty percent of them or so have a sound effect. Oh yeah, yeah, etc. Um, we should also mention that Peter, before running into the street punk, sees a moving light in the sky, uh, and tries to get a cop's attention. He doesn't care, and then the punks. Uh, throw a snowball at him, and they're like, "Oh, it's a spaceship!" And they're throwing space balls at you. Isn't yeah. this literally the plot of Star Wars? Somewhat, yeah. And then Peter, all the while, is singing a so- or no, this there is a song playing. Peter's not singing it, but there is a song playing, and it says, "People around me, eyes to the ground. Why don't they look to the sky?" And you look up in the <laughs> sky, and you see the friggin' UFO in the sky. And at this point, I at this point I wrote the note. This is like watching the reading rainbow intro for thirty uninterrupted minutes. <laughs> a lot of musical numbers. <laughs> a, a lot of unprompted, unwarranted, unneeded musical numbers. I, I can't even like say twenty-five minutes short, no less. I can't even say uninterrupted because YouTube decided to show me an ad for M&Ms in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh. you got you got a break. I didn't get a break. Was it the Santa one, at least? It was not, so it annoyed me. <laughs> I'd at least watch the Santa ad. Valentine's, right. Valentine's M&M's. Speaking of Valentine's, at the fucking Walmart last week, I saw Valentine corn. Oh. Valentine corn? It's pink candy corn, yeah. Barfarama. Candy corn was already bad enough. Is it at least, like, strawberry flavored? I'm not about to find out because I value my health just the tiniest bit. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, oh, to make that joke really work, really pop and zing, I should have asked if it was cherry flavored. But let's move on. 
Um, <laughs> so Peter sees the UFO and he he watches it land. It lands in the woods. Uh, so Peter and Lucy go to investigate, and three aliens emerge from the ship. And right away, you kind of get the get the impression. Oh, I get it. These are like the three wise men, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very. The design is very wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. If they're were... they're seeking the Star of Bethlehem. It's all very. And it's, and it's all that really crappy kind of like Santa Claus conquers the Martians sort of alien thing where it's like, hello, human, we have been searching for 2,000 of your Earth years for Earth, Jesus. We speak your language because plot device. <laughs> yes. I I wrote this down and I would I would like to read it to you. <laughs> Go ahead, please do. It's your show. You need to do the voice, though. Our scientists have recently detected 2,000 years ago Earth time in the 79th Mervent. I guess I just wrote whatever word Mervent. it sounded like. The, the, yeah. In the 79th Mervent, a transitory celestial phenomenon of the Merbulian class, in the heavens visible to many worlds, there appeared for a brief time a great star which manifested itself in the heavens. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, J- John. Do we want to get s- chapter two, verse one <laughs> in the space Bible? Do we want to get? Do we want to get specific? Never mind. Uh, I don't know. No, no, no. you, you've opened up a door. I want to know what the fuck you're talking about now. Like, okay, so scientifically, if the star shone really bright, why would they trace it to Earth if it's visible from all of these other planets? Like. That is a brilliant it, question. Oh it my doesn't God. make it makes no. It's the biggest plot hole of this entire thing. It's like the star. Let's let's just say for okay. the for the sake of argument that the star of Bethlehem is a star that exists out there somewhere, and it shone really bl- brightly two thousand years ago. It's going to be visible from all sorts of places, not just Earth. Oh, uh, never mind. But like, here's the thing, though, like. I guess the argument we can make is like we trace the star as it crashed into Earth, and it's like so. It didn't. Jesus is an alien. Is that what's going on? It wasn't. Or it wasn't. You, a, it wasn't. A, were you chasing Howard the Duck or ET? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Did this come out post ET? By the way, no. no. Oh, six years, five or six years pre ET. Because when when the scene of it landing down in the woods is very. I thought it was cribbing from E.T., but okay, never mind. Okay, well, well then maybe E.T. is cribbing from this. Oh also, I want to point out that, like, they're, when they're in the city, it's a pretty, like, urban type of area. But it's also, like, a block and a half away from, the, like, the from, middle of nowhere woods. From the Canadian north, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, ba- it's <laughs> like basically... woods. It's basically South Park is what we're talking about here. It's that kind of a town. I mean, it's, it's it's exactly the South Park kind of a town. It's a small town, but it's urban enough, and also there's aliens everywhere. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Um, but no, well, the the central premise of this Christmas special is that aliens saw the Star of David two thousand years ago. Took two thousand years to come to Earth to search for it, and are now asking people about the history of the Star of David that they saw two thousand years ago. You could extrapolate this concept into, like, a thousand other more interesting sci-fi stories than aliens learn about Christmas. Like that episode of Futurama about single female lawyer? Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh, gosh, that was a good episode. Can we just watch Futurama instead? Uh, Maybe next time. Well, there are a couple Christmas episodes. Maybe yeah, we'll maybe maybe when things, it's yeah. maybe if it's when it's your birthday and if you're on your best behavior, we'll get so you no, a you're saying? Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it, it's up to you. Yeah, I know that's the problem. It's up to me. <laughs> oh. Okay. okay. So they they lay out this huge scientific explanation on Peter, and he's like. Oh, you mean the Star of David? And the guy, and one of the aliens goes, "That has no meaning to us." Star Bethlehem, by the way. What? Oh, yeah, you're right. Star Bethlehem. Star, 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 star David. David. Christmas the... does not compute. Yeah, that's their response. All Judeo-Christian religions are the same. <laughs> so anyway, the the kid Peter and his 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 duck, which is a goose named Lucy. 
<laughs> also, they use the whole alien thing just as an excuse not to fucking animate their mouths, too. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. They're Except telepathic. One of, one of them has this terrible, like... Yeah, yeah. None of them are moving their mouths except for one who has, like, this flap. And the way they animated that flap is almost like, um... You guys know about that animation style that was prevalent in the... Like, there were some shows that did it in the 50s where they, like, cut out a character's mouth and then they actually had a video of a guy's mouth. Yeah, Clutch oh, yeah, Cargo, like, a.k.a. Conan O'Brien. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That the way they just like morphed his mouth somehow to make him talk, it was the most uncanny thing in that entire <laughs> that entire short. <laughs> uh, well, so the, so Peter takes these three aliens around town and shows them little vignettes about uh, the goings on of town of, of you know the town at Christmas time, and the aliens are like, "Is this what Christmas is? Is this love, Peter? Can you teach me?" Yeah, Can you everybody's teach us just to love kinda... human boy. Everybody's just kind of being a like a, a a little bit grumpy. Like the mayor and the cop are just like, "Oh, it's it's a normal Christmas. Everybody thinks aliens landed down. Let's oh, go man. out and find the aliens together." And then they're like, "It's supposed to be like this huge bummer moment where it's like, is this is this caring for one another, Peter?" And it's like, <laughs> "All right." Yeah, so the okay, the mayor is like in an absolute panic over like all of the calls coming into the police station over these UFO sightings. He's like pulling his hair out and freaking out. And the chief of police has sent all the other cops home because it's Christmas Eve and he's like, "You know what? Just chill. I'll take the phone calls. I'll answer it. It's no big deal." And the mayor's freaking the fuck out. And then one of the aliens watching on says, "Is this peace, Peter?" That's is this right. What is you this call peace? Is this what you call peace? <laughs> and at this point, I'm like, okay, these aliens aren't stupid. They're, this is just like some like beginning of Beauty and the Beast type of test thing, where it's just like, we have been testing you the whole time. We you have failed. <laughs> the questions are just too fucking on the nose. Right. Yeah. Uh... So, I mean, I, I kind of thought that at the beginning. Like, are, are these aliens dense, or are they like doing this on purpose? Because it's a little too... Um... I guess the the writing of what these aliens are saying is a little too like preschool logic to make any real kind of sense. They're being assholes. They're being assholes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they continue to be assholes throughout this entire thing because, like, they they point out time and time again that they're not allowed to inter interfere with you know the 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 lower life forms. They have to observe. It's like a Star Trek Prime Directive kind of thing. Um, but like, but. They they have completely already totally interfered because they're not observing. They just go down. Hello, Peter. What is Christmas? Like that? You're not. You're, you 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 are not just observing at that point. You are interfering as fuck. Well, they've set the town into a panic as well. Exactly. Uh, so they've they've already fucked up their own plan. They don't have a neutral neutral state to observe. They've already changed the outcome by observing it. They don't have a neutral state. Man, we like... should have watched Futurama. You're right, Brad. <laughs> Yes, we should have. They don't. They don't have a, a kind of like camouflage from a distance form. Like, oh, I don't know, a star that they could observe or, from, or predator. Yeah, or to just be fucking invisible. Uh, oh, so anyway, the next vignette that he takes them to is he. I don't actually know. I'm, I'm I'm taking this back now. The street. We see the street punks, and Marvin is back. And they're just kind of hanging around wherever, like, poor street urchins that are actually, like, a punk rock band kind of hang out. And they're all, like... Joking around. They're all joking and horseplaying, and it comes around to, like, oh, man, we're really hungry. And then Marvin gets the idea to, like, go and kidnap Lucy and eat her. And then... Me. What? No, go ahead. No, and the next note that I wrote is just, apparently, the aliens see this and go, is this caring for others? I mean, it is a goose. It is very much a goose. And it if, is very much a goose. And if Scrooge taught me anything, it's that goose on Christmas is what you do. Okay. If Scrooge taught me anything is that I, you can totally dive into a pit full of money. I, I really need to take over at this point, just please. just to just to bring up something. Oh please. So so this this freaks this freaks Lucy the goose out. And we haven't mentioned the best slash worst slash most terrifying, most bewildering character of this entire production, which is the terrible little drone probe thing. Um, that I the believe aliens it's called brought. a combine advisor from Half-Life 2. 
<laughs> so it's this little it's it's a floating cartoon ball with eyes on it. It's all that you know, there's no there was no concept of drones back then. So it was a probe. It's a flying it, viewmaster. It, it, yeah, and it, it and it floats around and it cheers up Goosey by doing a dance and it like transforms into a hat and a person and I I remember it totally doing the Michigan J frog dance at one point. Oh, it absolutely did the Michigan J frog <laughs> dance at one point. And it's just the most terrible, inexplicable thing in this entire film, and I hate it with every fiber of my being. Yeah, it was just, it's kind of like with the goose. Why does Peter have a goose? It's like, because it's a cartoon and he has to have an animal sidekick. Why is it a goose? Because it's Canada. Fuck you. <laughs> because it's Canada and it's Christmas. And also, I'm looking at a picture of Peter right now, and I just realized it's Arnold from the fucking Magic School Boss. Also, it wouldn't really work if he had a dog. Don't. Yeah, Thank you're you. right. I, I know exactly dogs. why you're right. Yeah, I mean, the the street punks wouldn't steal any other sort of pet. <laughs> if, if he had a pet turtle, they probably wouldn't be stealing the turtle to eat it. So if it has it, to be a goose. If, it was or a... If, if the street punks are actually the Foot Clan? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. If it was a pot-bellied pig, perhaps. Still edible. Yeah. I mean, anything's edible, but a goose is pretty high up on the hierarchy of let's steal this and eat it. Yeah. Anyway. So then Peter anyway. brings the aliens home. And he show he he introduces them to his parents and grandma and then grandma starts singing a song about how Christmas used to be and how great like the old traditional Christmas was and all of the decorations that we made by hand and the food yes. that we cooked by hand and and the Christmas that we enjoyed by hand. And, and she said, you don't buy Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And at, while while she's, like, singing this song and talking about Christmas, the aliens are making manifest everything she's saying. Including, at yes. one point, um, a caricature of Bugs Bunny just appears in oh, the house. Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> That's the other thing I want to talk about. When, they're, when Peter's out in the forest, before he gets to the UFO, there's a cartoon rabbit, and he hangs yes. out. And so the the aliens are shooting around all these things that they made manifest. And she says, oh, you put Holly on the, the fireplace. And out of absolutely nowhere, there's a rabbit smoking a cigar on the fireplace. Like leaning because, back the way Bugs Bunny does. Because why not? Sure. But the rabbit is real. <laughs> it's a real rabbit. And once he realizes where he is, he gets the fuck out of there. And I also I don't want understand. To point out the grandma looks a little like too close for legal comfort to Granny from Looney Tunes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Eyes yeah. and everything. Yeah. Definitely. This was like um a trace over on Deviant Art. Like, this is my original character, do not steal it. But it's it's a little off because it's a trace. Uh, very <laughs> yeah, good. The the colors are, are a little off, and that's all you need to like skate by on copyright. Um but with her age, like, she has to be, like, having fond memories of, like, the Depression. Well, she's a grandma in 1970, in, like, the 70s. Yeah, so let's assume... So that would, that would actually scan. Let's assume that, like, she, you know, she, it, say she's 70. In 1977, that would mean that she... The Christmas she's talking about happened in, like, 1910, maybe? 1920? Which is, yeah, right about the same, right about that time. Like the World War One kind of era, um, Christmas, which it, it tracks. I, I think that makes sense. And the one thing that actually logically tracks in this entire film. <laughs> good, so good, good on you guys. Um, and and then the big the big plot turn. There's only one real plot turn in this entire story, and it happens here. Is that what's his name marvin 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 follows peter home and kidnaps lucy and then runs off into the night with her d d bikes off into the night in bikes the deep off. snow <laughs> yes and peter gives chase and his his mother and father and grandmother also give chase in and it's just and i, I here's what i literally wrote down ha 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 all the old people run out into the snow looking goofy as fuck because it's okay. just that seventies like herky jerky keep on trying yeah, kind of walk like cycle. the that walk cycle of Homer walking down the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. 
Um, so I, I did note, I don't know if anybody else, I'm sure you guys had to notice at this point, like right after Marvin steals the goose, the production values take a huge dip. Oh, like a huge yeah. turn. Like they were either, they were either over budget or they were, were rushed for time. But like the animation gets a lot worse and the soundtrack turns into like this awful, like there's like a, every time any character does something, like the policeman shows his badge, it goes like, dun, 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 dun. like, yeah. For some reason they, they ran out of like backing music. And so they just decided, well, they just like, oh, Gary in the office, he knows the keyboard. Let's just have him juke around on it a little bit, and that'll be our music for the rest of the, the rest of the thing. Yeah, just put little stingers on everything that happens. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I noticed somehow... at the very beginning, the guy who was ringing the bell, like the Salvation Army guy, like there was yeah. one shot that was super duper detailed, like the bell, like all this crosshatching and shading and things like that. Yeah, and then immediately back to that, it was it was back to like line drawings. It was. It was oh, like uh, seeing Strong Saz drawing of a dragon, and then suddenly turns back into Strong Ma- Strong Maz drawing of a dragon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it does get it gets markably worse, markedly worse during this chase scene. Yes, yes, and afterwards. And, and yeah, I, I I just looked at it on my phone, and yeah, there is clearly like someone is basically doing keep on truck, and like there's no way that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! So during this ridiculous chase scene, uh, they run past the mayor and the chief of police, who are standing outside the UFO trying to coax the aliens out by like counting to ten. <laughs> Which is, it's almost I don't I don't know, man. Like it's almost a, a gag that the that the, the the special doesn't even comment on the fact that the aliens aren't actually inside the UFO. Because at this point, the aliens just straight up disappear because we're having a chase scene. And, you know, fuck, you know what, aliens, fuck off. <laughs> so, Peter and... Yeah, they don't they don't address that. The aliens were in the house when all the, the whole family left. So the aliens are just kind of <laughs> chilling out in yeah, Peter's house. <laughs> runs out of the house to chase Marvin with, and the goose. And the aliens are just like, well, what the fuck do we do now? Hmm, toast. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, the little like alien cartoon thing is following the goose around too. Yeah, I just I just picture like you cut back to the house, and the one alien who looks like Gandalf is just like slowly eating the like the this popcorn on a string. (laughs) 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 This weird little slit mouth. Christmas decorations are delicious. Is popcorn what Christmas is about, Peter? Oh, he's not here anymore. I'm just going to keep eating then. Is this corn, Peter? Is Christmas about calories? <laughs> but then at the end of the chase scene, Marvin runs out onto thin ice on, the, on like a riverbed. Not even, no, it's not the river. It's just a frozen river. Marvin runs out onto the ice with the, with the goose. A river or a lake. And he falls yeah. in. And then Peter is just say standing there watching, and, <laughs> like you, you motherfucker, get the get the goose. The goose is in the, is in the river. So he reaches. The goose in. flies out. The goose flies it out. The goose it? is just standing there, like flapping around and freaking out, like oh my god, there's a guy in the river. And Peter's standing looking at him, like you know what, fuck him. <laughs> but then you know they can't do that. So Peter ha- lends a hand and tries to pull Marvin out, and Peter gets pulled under too. And then the rest of the town is just standing there watching these two kids drown in a frozen. Yeah, you don't river. see that every day. Yeah, they're they're just they're just like standing there watching for a good like fucking twenty seconds of just like, <laughs> oh, I guess they're drowning. Should we do anything? Or? Stay calm, everybody. Yeah, stay, stay calm. calm. <laughs> and every, the mayor's like, refrain. Mom and dad and grandma and like the aliens. Everyone's just standing around watching. <laughs> And, and is I, drowning I, I the meaning of Christmas? <laughs> Death is the meaning of life. It's like this is like it's a wonderful life. Is this the meaning of Christmas? <laughs> Clarence, <sighs> I want him to live again. <laughs> but okay, so everybody lends a hand and forms a human chain, and they try to pull Peter out. And the the chief of police looks over, or is it the mayor who looks over and sees these three shadowy figures standing in the in the. You know, underneath a tree, going, you three, why aren't you helping us? And the aliens are having their moral conundrum of, do we break the Prime Directive, or do we let this child drown? Do we break the Prime Directive that we've been shit at following anyway, because we went to their house and said, hi, we're aliens, 
Here's our Green Lantern powers where we make food up here. They also they also use the line. They you know they act like well they were like Bethlehem that doesn't mean anything but they also did the same thing with help where they were like but but before they were like beep boop we understand all languages and all meaning and it's like help I do not understand help. It's like, it's like it's like a C3PO like pops up and says, "Hey, I, I'm fluent in over six million forms of communication, but I don't understand any of them." <laughs> or he's just a selective thing where it's like, "I understand meanings except for can you give me a hand?" Does not compute. <laughs> I, under, <sighs> I understand syntax, but not implication. No, it's more just like I understand not giving a fuck what you want and just doing my own thing. <laughs> Oh, I, okay, I get it. I get it now. The aliens then decide the prime directive is not the directive that matters. The directive that matters are RoboCop's three directives. Serve the public trust, protect the innocent, and uphold the law. <laughs> and that's what they do. That's how they save Christmas is by, is by following the RoboCop plan and, and helping, the, helping pull the child out of the river. And the, like, the aliens just, like, help is the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of the conclusion that they come to. Literally, an alien in this thing says, help is the meaning of Christmas. And you know what? That's kind of true, but it's only true if you don't, like, understand language like these aliens say they do. <laughs> like, if if English is your, like, third or fourth native language, maybe. But, like, if if being a human is sort of a foreign concept to you, I... I... <sighs> I guess what I'm saying is is the the leaps in logic that these aliens are jumping to do not make sense to me because I am not in fact an alien. I I still say that the aliens have to be like fully knowing what's going on and testing them, just being like, so oh, are you guys assholes. going to let the kids drown on Christmas Eve or what? <laughs> you are totally getting off on this, aren't you? And you wanted to see end- that twerp drown all along. See, in my notes, I wrote, like, while they're all standing around watching Marvin drown, I wrote, you know what? Fuck Marvin. And then <laughs> and then a little bit later, you know what? Fuck the mayor, too. He didn't do anything. Because <laughs> he didn't. Uh... And then after that, I wrote, you know what? Fuck these aliens. Like, just everybody is... Everybody's you know, a bad actor in this movie, except for maybe is, Peter. Everybody in this thing is an agent of chaos, is what I'm saying. <laughs> except for no, I'm Peter. Cool, I'm cool with the goose. The goose is okay in my book. The, the goose is okay. Yeah, goose is alright. Um, so they save Marvin and Peter, and Christmas is saved. And the aliens learn about Christmas, and I, th- I assume the aliens learn the proper lesson and then decide not to blow the earth up at the end. Like, if they, if they found... if they. We're taught the lesson that Christmas is about commercialization and money and toys and shit. They might have just destroyed the planet. And that... Yeah, again, it goes back to that Futurama episode. They're like, it's like, we will not blow up your planet, but neither will we share with your immortality potion. Right, exactly. <laughs> or that the one South Park, South Park episode where uh, Stan's dad has the epiphany. Oh, that that's... You know what the spirit of Christmas is? It's commercialism. Money makes the economy go round, and the economy makes the world go round. <laughs> oh fuck, man! So anyway, they they come around to the idea the the question of well, why did Marvin steal the goose? And it's because what the punks at the beginning of the of this short said was absolutely true. Where the um the Salvation Army Santa was you know ringing his bell and saying Merry Christmas, help the unfortunate, and the, and Marvin is like, what do you mean? We're the unfortunate. And the spirit of Christmas is to help, uh, I guess, is uh, the spirit of Christmas is to give the Sex Pistols a Christmas goose, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> and that's and that's what they do. Marvin stole the goose because he's poor and hungry. So they offer to let him celebrate Christmas at Peter's house. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, from a moralistic standpoint, sure, that's fine. But you know what? Marvin's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit, but he's a piece of shit kid. And piece of shit kid can be fixed. I guess, know? yeah. I guess kids are allowed to be pieces of shit until they turn 18. And then they yeah, have to know no, that. If, yeah. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Yeah, our, our moral barometer is like it's just like going back and forth like crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but... the was his mom or the grandma says because we were so busy thinking about ourselves we never bothered to think about anybody else 
And, you know, that's something that I guess you could say is is an important lesson to remember at Christmas time. Sure, I'll allow that. Um, yes. But anyway, they let Marvin celebrate Christmas with them, which, fine, whatever. He gets one. If he doesn't learn his lesson next year, boot his ass. Were the other street urchins there too, or were they just dying out in the out in the gutter somewhere? I assume he invited them along. Oh 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 oh! Sorry. Yes, I Mr. Bradford. Did you stop a toe? More, I uh, I was getting more riesling. Um, the one of the lady the lady urchin is there. I remember this because she goes. She asks the cop. I assume she's a minor. She goes. Hey, big boy, can I see that badge of yours before they, like, put it up as the Christmas star on the tree? Oh, yeah. That's a weird little exchange. So th- that was very weird, very, like, Judy S, Judy X, uh, you know, the Santa Claus-esque right. sort of exchange. Um, but that's why I remember the fact that the other urchins, or at least one of the other urchins, mm-hmm. was there and in, in Peter's house. And, and the aliens were there too for a minute. Yeah, for just a hot minute, and then uh, and nobody really, nobody really bats an eye. Yeah, no, nobody notices or cares because I think it's Christmas and everybody is just blasted on eggnog. You know oh. what? The creepy guy, the creepy three guys with the with like creepy space beards over in the corner. You know what? They were here the whole time. They're cool. <laughs> I want a space beard. Yeah, man. So the like the last thing that happens before this thing fades to black is Grandma gives her angel that she had on the mantelpiece. She gives it to Peter to give to the aliens. So like his his Christmas gift to the aliens is this like angel statue. And uh, that's that's kind of where they leave it. They the aliens leave and go back into space, and they like their blast spaceship off. explodes into an alien or an angel. Yeah, oddly enough, like <laughs> and. It's it, it 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 reminds me of that. Uh, oh, I don't want to get too uh, too into the the nativity story here, but you know the you know the the skies were filled with the heavenly host, and it turns out they were all uh, alien spacecraft uh, con- conducting a coordinated light show for the people in Canada because uh, one of them got an angel statue for Christmas. Okay, so sincere question here: Is the message we take away from this that the aliens were actually angels? Testing no. like humanity's shittiness or lack thereof, or that's okay. That's actually one way to read it. You could read it that way. Um, there are stories like that out there that I would not. So I would not. Uh, I would not put it past this to make that the the story. Um, but they don't I, say it. They actually they leave it to be implied if if that is the case. They do leave it. Yeah, they don't ever say it. But I, and I think you're meant to think that they're just aliens. Um, I don't think they ever put that hint out there because it, it's it's grounded too much in like pseudoscience babble and like we were, you know, we came here from two thousand light years across space to watch the Star of Bethlehem. It's like you know, that kind of thing. So I don't, I don't, I, th- I think angels are smarter than that. I don't think they would think we're that dumb. But then that's just me uh, spouting metaphysical junk out into space. So don't listen to that. But they're at Canadian all. angels, though. <laughs> We moved here from Space Canada, and they think we're slow, eh? <laughs> uh, so, if... I don't know. If this were an American production that was taking place in Canada... If basically, if Kevin Smith produced this and made, said it in Canada, Peter would give the aliens, like, a 2-4 of Molson or something on their way, on their trip home. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what Canadians drink, eh? That's yeah, That's funny. Um... <laughs> God, I don't know how we keep bringing it back to Kevin Smith, but it, it always happens. I'm sorry. It it always comes around. <laughs> it always comes back around to Kevin Smith. Um, <laughs> jeez. Anyway, because he's man. so fucking fat, he has his own orbit. <laughs> <laughs> and you brought There's it the back. Cosmi- the cosmic connection. The cosmic connection of Kevin Smith. Um, the thing that this special made me think of the most, and this predates it by like five or six years, is the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special, which we have not touched on on this show yet. Um, but uh, I, guess, I guess shameless plug, I was on the Secret of the Sailor Madness podcast back before Christmas to talk about it. So if you want to listen to that, I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, but it, it, 
it's about basically the same premise of aliens are are forced into contact with human children and the human children teach them about the nativity story and the true meaning of Christmas, which is a weird thing for like two different children's cartoons to have like bounced ideas off of. And I have to imagine that the He-Man thing is, is like directly influenced by this cosmic Christmas like oddity. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Like in the, in the He-Man thing, like, uh, to hum- it, it, the He-Man thing is more um, related to Santa Claus Conquers the Martians because, like, two human children get kidnapped by, um, I think Skeletor is the one who kidnaps them. But it's Skeletor, yeah, yeah. On on their way back to being rescued, um, like the He-Man's version of Droppo basically asks the kids, like, you know, what what is the meaning of what is Christmas? I've never heard of this holiday, and they explain to him the nativity story and the concept of Santa Claus and presents, and he's like, wow, that's really great. <laughs> and then in between a bunch of He-Man shit happens <laughs> but I guess I don't know that special does a better job of, of couching those ideas than this does which is strange because that special is specifically designed to sell toys at Christmas so I guess what I'm saying is America does it better <laughs> Okay, I am looking up Nelvana right now, and I just have to... Let's just talk about Nelvana, because... Wow. Okay. They they still exist, for better or for worse. Um, they have had quite a long history, especially of, like, shitty things. Um, <laughs> like, I'm looking... Okay. Just, I mean, they have been super involved in the Care Bears movies. Oh, wow. Ah. Either in production or distribution. Um, just a bunch of random other shit like Babar the movie, um, the Pippi Longstocking movie, Cardcaptor Sakura movie, Redwall the movie, just a lot of like, especially like halfway, half-assedly licensed things is the best way to put it, I guess. Right. And then also Kirby Fight to the Finish. (laughs) They were the Canadian distribution for that. Wait, (laughs) of the Kirby cartoon? Like... Yeah, of, of 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 Kirby right back at you. Yeah. Oh, it was called Fight to the Finish in in Canada. Apparently so, because I clicked on it and it just redirected me to Kirby right back at or Kirby, yeah, Kirby right back at you. Um, Ooh. Then for um, television specials, they have um, Cosmic Christmas, the Daniel and Devil Mouse, Devil Dan- the Devil and Daniel Mouse, which is the Daniel Dan- Devil and Daniel Webster, but like set in the Great Mouse Detective universe, pretty much. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, the Star Wars holiday special, yeah, something called is. something called Romeo and Juliet. <gasps> oh my! No wait. Okay, I I, I take this, it this, I take it this is a, an all robot Romeo and yes. Juliet. Oh my god! Oh gosh! Oh my god! <laughs> like Romeo and Juliet wasn't bad enough. We had to have a robot version of it too, right? Like, what the uh. fuck? What is our fascination with turning Shakespeare into like anthropomorphic bullshit? Like, why do we do this? <laughs> why do we do this? We see, Joseph, oh, the bard Jesus. is very important, so it's important that we foster in our children a love of Shakespeare's seminal works early on. So we're going to do it by completely removing any sort of artistry whatsoever from it and doing this so you can have a robot. Hey, you know what's a great idea? Let's take 10 things I hate about you and turn it into a TV series. And hey, also, let's animate it and make every character a beer can. That's a great <laughs> idea, right? Like, no, fuck you. Stop doing it. It's uh, not clever, and it's definitely not funny. No matter how funny you think children think a, a talking beer can reciting Shakespeare is. Wait. No. No, I just made not... it up. It's not a real thing. Man. Oh, oh I was about to say, <coughs> is it worse that I... Okay, the twelve pack tonight. Is, <laughs> is it is it worse than I thought that that had a possibility of not being a goof? <laughs> Anyways, I mean the first rule of com- the the real first rule of comedy is whatever you say, commit to your fucking bit. <laughs> <laughs> I you you convinced me. Uh, oh man oh manity okay so the i guess the last thing i'll say about nelvana is that this company i can't disparage too harshly because they did produce clone high which is one of the greatest animated tv series of all time 
They were the ones who animated Clone High? Yeah. Clone High was yeah, they've been involved good. in Clone a, High was a lot very of good. they've been involved in a lot of shit that you were like really they're involved in it like I mean they were in they were in on the Inspector Gadget cartoon for the first season that I can believe that sense, yeah. that actually I can see a lot of similarities between this and Inspector Gadget for whatever I mean, reason for better or worse they were in on the Beetlejuice cartoon um, hmm. I mean lots of shit just being our age and maybe a little older you're like you know yeah or even a little older you're like yeah I remember seeing that on like, you know, TV when I was sick because it was on just randomly during the day, like shit like, you know, Rupert or Wait. anything like that, you know? Oh, like when you would be surfing through the channels and it's not like, it wasn't like a, ama- it was like whatever cartoons they put on, like WGN or CW or something. Yeah, or like, it, or like Nick Jr. pre, like, Blue's Clues being on 97 times a day. Yeah. Like whatever was on PBS, basically. Which, yeah. I, I see it here now. One of the shows they produced for PBS was the friggin' Magic School Bus. And what did I say earlier? God Peter Peter oh. is the prototype for friggin' Arnold. Way for to Chucky. go, guys. <laughs> but they did a Donkey Kong Country cartoon, Ace Ventura <gasps> Pet Detective. Oh, God. Did Sam, they, did, the, they did the Sam and Max cartoon. Did they do the... Wait. Oh, I love the Sam and Max cartoon. But did they do that... Is, is it the donkey, the CGI Donkey Kong Country yeah, cartoon? That's, that's like... Says, yep. Oh, yeah, it looks like man. It. I do recall have you that. Guys, have you guys seen that show? Yes. I have distinct memories of being in sixth grade homeroom waiting for class to start and just watching the Donkey Kong Country cartoon on TV because nobody cared what I watched on the on the classroom TV. Fair enough. <laughs> sixth grade was I weird, love it. man. Oh. <laughs> weird times. I love that mental image <laughs> of, of me of a young Donkey Joe watching friggin' Donkey Kong Country with like the weird the, that one weird like, ape that like talked and like, oh, I'm so fancy. I'm going to steal the crystal coconut. Like, <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. He had yeah, like a yeah. mustache. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh gosh. So, so Nirvana is like a, a. They're kind of a weird like. Not really the first name in the credits, but they're like the third or fourth name in a shitload of credits, though. So it sounds like they're a contracting animation company. They probably right. get they're involved in a lot of Canadian distribution as well. Yeah, yeah, they're they're I guess they're less so like a brand name and more just like a, a production house. Yes, yeah, but that they also said... did Star Wars droids and Star Wars Ewoks in the eighties. So like, <laughs> even after the Star Wars holiday special, someone still like you know invited them back. Hey, it's I, me, George I, Lucas. Let's give let's give him another chance. I have a feeling that was more of like a bargaining chip with with Lucasfilm. Like, you know what? You guys screwed the pooch on uh, the Star Wars holiday special. Give us another. You know, give give us something. Uh, here, you know, <laughs> that that may not be the case, but it seems like it to me. Like they held held that over Lucas's head until he gave them another series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so should uh, crank crankometer? Let's just go ahead and say it. Do it. Okay. Live it. Be the crankometer you wish to see in the world. Um, Christmassy. This, I, this is pretty damn Christmassy, uh, for better or for worse. I'll give it a four. I would give it a solid four because yeah, it, it at least it definitely addresses you know the actual true meaning of Christmas, the sort of nominal be kind to everybody and give to others true meaning of Christmas. And I mean, there is a scene where, where like aliens decorate a house for Christmas. So I'm gonna say it's pretty damn Christmassy to me. But it's it's weird enough that it's not like like full on all Christmas all the time, like like for example the Santa Claus. Yeah. Where it's like and yeah. and you've 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 got your your scenes that are kind of out of context, like you're the kid and the talking to the aliens in the first place or like the weird chase scene. Scene with the goose and all that. Yeah. And the yeah. awful drone person thing. You, you know what kind of occurs to me is the the weird street punks. If they just had a band, they would be what's what's the band from Edmund Otter? The River Bottom Nightmare Band. The river they would be the River Bottom Nightmare Band, eh? Oh. Pretty much. So okay, how good is this really? Not. <laughs> That's enough. No. Yeah. Negative, negative three. Really? Yeah, it's not the it's not the worst thing we've seen, but like. Ooh. I don't want to give this thing too much credit either. Okay. It was it, it I mean it was it was its biggest sin was being just incredibly boring for me. 
yeah, I, I'll I'll give you that. It's it's not a lot goes on, and it's it's a thirty minute short. Like if this were a, a five or ten minute segment in a larger thing, that would be one thing. But this is like a whole one piece of commercial. yeah. This is a this is a half hour with commercials on TV type uh, thing. Yeah, I can imagine and, this being interminable. But and like I said, it's, apparently it's well regarded. So I don't know what to think. But it, you know what? This is the first time any of us have seen it. I do not think it has aged well. Mm-mm. Like I said, the thing I that stuck out to me nostalgia. The thing that stuck out to me the most was just uh, specifically the scene I remember was the scene where they're making snow angels. You don't hear any of them crunching around in the snow. You just hear the goose flapping and honking, and that's the entire like sound effect for the entire scene, pretty much. <laughs> flapping and honking, yeah, yeah. Flapping and honking. The so Christmas like, creep story. <laughs> like I said, like there's sound effects for about forty percent of the actions in the cartoon. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 like the animated version of that uh, that mummy trailer where they they release it with like missing half the sound. <laughs> Have you seen that? No, it wasn't it. Well, it's like it? when you when you see no. like a deleted scene on a DVD or something like that, wherever the animated movie where it's like a scene they they got like halfway through producing and then cut it. Yeah. So like yeah. it'll have like really bad like really bad generic sound effects something like that or like the voices and then kind of some stuff in the background you know. Right. Johnny Five, did you see that trailer though where they released it? It wasn't that it was didn't have sound effects. It's that it had no backing music whatsoever. Right. Like so, so the, it was it was only sound effects. The first and it was oh, wow. amazing sound effects and like they. I guess the the production company or the the marketing team accidentally put out the wrong file and they put out the un- incomplete version, and the internet picked up on it like like you know that and just it spread like wildfire. It's so good, it's amazing. I'll find it and link it to you here. I'll put it in the show notes too since we're talking yes. about it. But uh, oh boy, I mean, so, I, I, again, just to bring it back to feature on because that's all my brain runs on. Um, the episode where Zap Bradigan was talking about like the killbots and everything like that. Yeah, there's a deleted scene where there is a killbot, and if you watch the deleted scene, like I said, it has the voices and like a couple of sound effects, but there's no music in it, and it's very it's very rough and not produced at all. The that's what that's, yeah, yeah, that's what this reminded me of. Of just like you have the voices and you have some sound effects, but it's like someone needs to go over and like actually finish it, right? But yeah. no one bothered to. Uh, so uh, it's gonna. This is gonna sit at a four negative three on our patented crankometer scale, um, which we're, we're starting clean in 2017. Uh, brand new scale, yeah, so- brand new uh, clean slate, and hopefully we'll be able to fill this thing up with some some better better pieces of Christmas uh, ephemera than. A so this is what Christmas. year three of the Suicide Pact you and Karen made. Yes. That I just said it was a terrible idea and didn't agree to it. So, like, if you two kill yourselves, that's going to be annoying for me because it's like then I'm going to have to like lead the show with and you know, Brad and I are going to lead the show. It's and then also me. I'm going to be like, well, now I'm not married anymore too, and that's kind of a bummer. And then you get to marry Brad because that's the world we live in now. Wait, I, I, I don't, I don't think it works that way. That's right, polygamy doesn't work in this country anymore. I don't want to get married. Did I, I say anymore? I don't. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Wow! Like it's like Brad and I are gonna have to move in together in like in like a two bedroom apartment in the city and like get jobs like an advertising firm or some kind of vague job like that where you don't actually have to like show up and do work <laughs> just mm. so we can talk about it on our sitcom. And then yeah, exactly. Griffin is just there for no reason because that's the kind of thing she does. And yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> All right, so I posted that video in our back channel. So John, go check that out when you get a free minute. It's bizarre. Also, the movie looks terrible, so there's that too. Um, oh, I did see a little text. Uh, uh-huh. What's wait, wait, wait? What's that posted above? Above there? What'd you do, Brad? It, it looks like Santa. Santa left a little gift for somebody. Uh, oh, as no. a side, what? It, it it's got a note on it, and it says for the Bradford Exchange. <gasps> oh my God. I never thought I'd see the day. And it's addressed to Johnny Five. Oh, let's see. It is... I opened it up. Oh, it's a picture of me giving Brad the middle finger. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is a segment we used to do on our old show, which has since left the internet, but but apparently we're reviving it because, you know what? It's a Christmas miracle. The Bradford Exchange is where we find terrible things on the internet and make each other read them. 
Other podcasts have done it since then, and to much greater effect. But you know what? We still have fun with it. Specifically fan fiction. But I, I'm, I'm putting a little bit of a spin on it. Uh, a little a little Yuletide spin on it. You'll see. Uh, well, I'll, J- I will read this. Yes. J5, you want to crack this open? We're going to uh, we're going to keep it light and breezy here on like uh unlike on our old format where things got pretty blue. <laughs> yeah, I I am no longer trying to I'm no longer trying to prevent any of us from holding public office. No, you've because you've already done it. Well, no, I'm going to say there are no more rules anymore. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much well and well and truly been won. Busted that wide open. So, all right. Congratulations President Wario. <laughs> Do you, so you want to you want to you want to crack this uh this chestnut open? Yes, I will. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the lair and not a creature was stirring, not even a Mikey stopped the poem in his head as he heard the soft sound of someone going by his door. It was too light to be Raph, and the absence of shuffling meant that it wasn't Dawn, and Master Splinter never came up to the second story unless it was an emergency, so that left only one other person in their household. That is the beginning of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Christmas fanfic. Uh, I can post the rest of it on the show notes if you like. Yes, please, and thank you. All right. I cannot wait to hear the end of this. I do not believe it is erotic in nature. I did not have time, enough time to find a fan fiction, which Good. was both. Good, I'm glad Chris- you didn't find a Ninja Turtles fan fiction where Leo fucks Mikey for Christmas. Thank you for that. Well, I was thinking it was more like this story has some backstory to it, and it was actually April, and like Leo totally died in like three fanfics ago or something. <laughs> you know what? That makes a lot more sense. It does. Uh, I mean, as far as like weird, ner- ter- weird Ninja Turtles fan fiction goes, sure. That sounds like so, something a person would write. What creature is supposed to rhyme with lair? That would make sense to be in a sewer lair. I think that's why the writer stops. Bear, like not uh, not even bear? a hair, not even a bear, not even a bear. Yeah, I guess. Not even a Dianaga. I don't even know what that is. It's a Star Wars. It's the thing. trash compactor monster from Star Wars, Brad. Oh, there's a monster in the trash compactor. You don't remember that? I have not. Have you not seen Star Wars, Brad? <laughs> I've not seen some of the Star Wars. Have you not seen the one called Star Wars? Oh, I've seen the one called Star Wars, but okay. I didn't remember there being a monster in the trash compactor. It tried to eat R two D two. No, it tried to eat Luke. And R2-D2. No. Oh, I thought he just... No, I didn't. No, I'm, he, think, I'm thinking of uh, the thing on Dagobah trying to eat R2-D2. You're thinking I thought he was just... Steak. I thought he just got in the trash compactor and he was going to be compacted, so he had to get out. Well, before it got compacted, a thing, like, crawled up Luke's leg and pulled him under the water and tried to eat him. Okay, yeah, okay. I vague, vaguely oh, remember that. Brad, did you ever play Shadows of the Empire? No. I did. Okay, never mind about that. <laughs> yeah, the Dianaga was in that, too, and it was kind of a Lovecraftian horror. Okay. Yeah, you have to go underwater to fight it, and it's a nightmare. It's, so it's a like waking a gar- nightmare. I mean, so it's like a it's a garbage sarlacc. Basically. Yes, I mean, I think in that game literally like it uses like sarlacc textures and shit like that. Oh, it's just a it's like a it's a palette swap of a sarlacc essentially in the game. Yeah, no, kind of like how in, in Mario Brothers the clouds and bushes are the same thing, just different colors. Right. Yeah. Basically. Um. So, guys, I think that's going to be it for this episode of Christmas Creeps. Uh, welcome to 2017. Uh, we will get wear through, a fucking helmet. We will get through this together. Please wear a helmet. Watch out for snakes. And, um, uh, if, oh, yeah, the one last thing I need to tell you guys. Uh, if you enjoy this show, for whatever reason, your reasons can be your own. You don't need to tell us. Um Please you consi- can tell us, though. You can tell us. We would like to hear it. Please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It lets other people know that actual human beings are listening to this show, and that's something we desperately need in 2017. Uh, so go leave us an iTunes review, and remember to subscribe to the show so you can get new episodes, like, midnight the day they come out. If, you're, uh, if your iPhone or your podcatcher is set to you know do auto-downloads. That's what I do, and it's it makes my morning so much fun. Uh, but... Email us any questions, comments, or suggestions to xmascreeps at gmail.com. Tweet at us at Christmascreeps. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook. We are the Skull with the Candy King Crossbones. You can search Christmas Creeps, and you'll see it right there. It's kind of hard to miss. Um, but uh, until next time, ladies and gents, I am Joseph Wade for Christmas Creeps. Uh, my co-hosts, guys, 
I'm I'm Bradford. I am Johnny Five the Human Robot. And before we go, I just want to have tell everyone a uh, late Merry Christmas present. We got a gift for you. Um, the gift is Bradford. Oh yeah. Um, I, I should be appearing more more often. Brad if, if bought that's... a microphone, and we figured out how to use the internet. If that's, if that's something anybody wants, uh, I'll be showing up more often. Maybe not every episode, but uh, I always love doing it. Uh, love being with you guys. And, and Karen Five is around still too, but she does it, not feel up to recording today, sickness related. And also, I think she's too busy playing Overwatch to talk to us. That is a perfectly valid excuse. I did not murder her, and I'm not wearing her skin. Uh, that's we're going to be on together. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of the episode. Good night, guys. Yeah. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas.